Thank you for joining us on Art Talk. We're going to get a quick sponsor message out of the way, and then we'll get right to it. Welcome to Art Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Twyman, and I'm here with my co-host, Aaron. You want to say hi, Aaron? Hi, everybody. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Dan? I'm okay, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Honey. <laughs> so uh, uh, we've been updating everybody on your COVID shot, and of course, I'm going to do it again. Oh, I know it's annoying, but you seem to be doing much better now. A little bit better. A little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. It's getting better. I can okay, tell good. that it's going to be over shortly. Okay. Excellent. And then I'll go for the second one and like disappear for about 10 days. And I want to let everybody know <laughs> that normally I prepare for these podcasts in advance and I've got everything all, uh, you know, ready to go and like that. And today I couldn't do that because my uh, son, who's an adult, is also a professional gamer and his power supply went out on his computer so i was at uh the computer store with him for a couple hours and um doing stuff so that kind of put me behind but we still made it and we're still uh, recording here and and uh as you know from listening to our podcast i had a really nice compliment today a uh, lady said that she had a back problem and so she sat in a recliner and listen to every single one of our podcasts. And then she Aww. gave me comments on, on oh, really? yeah, about things we talked about. She said she liked hearing me talk about my dad, who was an artist and all this Aww. kind of stuff. So it was very cool. So I appreciate that. And um, if you haven't heard our other, <clears throat> our other podcasts from the past, go back and listen. We've interviewed a number of artists and we interviewed a stand-up comedian. We interviewed a belly dancer. Mm -hmm. uh, I've already, that was really cool. Yeah, I've already rescheduled the belly dancer because uh, we were talking about doing follow-ups with uh, guests or whatever. And um, she has a really good upbeat attitude and very positive. And so she was eager to go ahead and reschedule for a future uh, podcast. So we're going to do that. Today, we're talking to Jess Burley, B-I-R-L-E-Y. And Jess... Uh, operates a website called anon-art.com. So hmm. it's a good idea uh, um, while we're doing this podcast, if you have your uh, a screen available there, go ahead and log in uh, through Google or whatever and go to anon-art.com, anon-art.com. Um, and we should have Jess on the line here with us. Are you with us, Jess? Uh, yeah, I am. Hey, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good. And feel free to talk really loud. We don't have a problem with that. So, Erin, uh, uh, say hi to Jess. Hey, Jess. And, hey, Aaron. And, and Jess, do you go by Jessica or Jess? Um, I mainly just go by Jess, but yes? okay. whatever's fine. Okay. Cool. And we love your voice, by the way. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I'm, uh, my last name is Twyman, which is Welsh origin. And, uh, oh, uh, not too far then. Yeah, I've never actually been out there. I want to go there. I'm, I'm, uh, I want to go meet some other Twymans, you know. But um, are you in where? Where are you, Jess? Uh, so I'm in Yorkshire. Oh. Uh, I don't know. Have you heard of Yorkshire? Yes, that's in Yorkshire. Uh, in England. Yeah. Oh, in England. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, Yorkshire, yeah. UK, of course. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's not too far from Wales, I guess. It's probably about an hour and a half. I think. Now, do you, now, when you when you when you go to Wales, do you understand anything they're saying? Not one bit. There you go. That's what I. That's what I mean, I, some of them speak English, so it's fine. I've been to Cardiff. Okay. I think that that's 
people have been to in Wales. Okay, wow. well, yeah, I know. I, I talked to a few people online from Wales and it was really interesting uh, the way they spoke. Um, yeah, they have some very hard place names to pronounce. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you, uh, um, when it comes to art, now you're, you're obviously helping, do you create any art yourself or is your main focus helping, other art, helping artists? I mean, I mean, sometimes, but like, I don't try and sell my art because that's not my focus. My focus is trying to help artists sell their art. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like, do you want me to tell you a bit about how I got started? Well, I like to find out from people and it's interesting because so many people are in the art industry as a business, Mm -hmm. but, but it's because their original inspiration was they themselves were an artist, you know? And so, yeah, yeah. uh, so I was curious what your first memory of creating, doing anything creative, like creating a work of art or anything like that. What's your, what's your first memory of something like that? Well, so, I mean, the reason I created my company is because I've noticed so many artists who are absolutely incredible, but they just can't get their name out there because people, people buy art for the name a lot of the time. Like if, um, for example, Banksy does a piece. It could be anything and it would sell for millions because of the name. Right. And like I was at an art gallery once and I noticed this guy and he was just looking at all the names on the plaques. Hmm. Like I could notice he was just looking at the names on the plaques. And if, if I mean, I didn't speak to this person, but like if he noticed that it was a name that he didn't really notice, he just disregarded the art completely. Hmm. And like, I just don't think art should be like that. I feel like there is some aspect of art which the name does influence quite a lot, for example, like historical art and stuff. But with the newer generations of art, it should, I feel like it should be, it should be about the connection it brings you yeah. and well, not based a, solely yeah, on who this artist is. I, I totally agree with you. And uh, uh, you and I think very much the same. I, um, you know, it's the same thing for musicians, actors, and anyone creative. You know, you have... Um, yeah, definitely. And But see, it's really interesting what the audience does, because if you go back and you look at... I remember when, um, you know, my, my generation uh, listened to, you know, Jimi Hendrix and uh, and all the classic rock, what today is called classic rock, you know, and, and mm-hmm. Eric Clapton and all that stuff. And, um, you know, when you go back and look at... Uh, uh, hang on one second. I just, uh, anyway, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Okay, good. Um, I just completely got derailed there. Sorry about that. I was, uh, I had a train of thought going and then had a little glitch. Talking about Jimmy yeah, I was talking about our generation of music versus what's going on today. Oh. But um, um, uh, what, what, what was the original now that I completely. You're didn't... asking me? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I had a train of thought going and I completely lost it. Okay. Uh, well, I didn't catch your train, so. <laughs> so, uh, anyway. I think it went back. I just no, we were talking about her original, <clears throat> you know, and she wants to help other artists and all that kind right. of thing. Right. And uh, I was I was on the train of thought of, um, you know, there's different levels. So, in other words, you were talking about a name artist, and I equate that to a movie star or a famous musician. It's the same kind of idea. So, if somebody yeah. said, yeah. And I'll give you a really interesting um, kind of story about that. So, you know, when an artist creates a work of art, it's because they are inspired from an in, inside. It's an internal feeling that they have. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at a piece of art that someone's inspired to create, no one asks them to create it. 
my, like Aaron sitting here with me, <clears throat> Aaron uh, one day just decided she was going to draw pictures and she doesn't ever draw ever. And, and she just decided one day I'm going to draw pictures of my son. And so she starts drawing pictures, which blew me away because I had never, I didn't realize she had this talent. And so, <clears throat> um, and this is after years after knowing her. So, um, so the uh, inspiration came from within, but if you ask an artist to create something, you'll notice mm -hmm. there's a big difference in the quality of the work. So I, I used to sell Salvador, Salvador Dali's art and the stuff that he, he was inspired to do by himself was very different than when someone said to him, hey, can you do the zodiac signs or can you do images of this or that? And they just didn't look the same at all. He was asked to do it. He wasn't inspired to do it. And so, um, yeah. so that applies, I think, to all artists. And then on the, on the subject of what you were talking about, um, the name recognition is important. But if you look at like uh, musical bands like Nirvana, Nirvana had a following for years and they were all proud of the fact that they were not in the commercial market. They were underground and they had this click mm -hmm. going and all this kind of thing. And, you know, the cold grunge rock thing and all that. But then all of a sudden, uh, the music industry said, we can make billions off of this. And it became commercial and they lost a bunch of their audience. So, yeah. So it's really interesting to me. But I think along the lines of what you're saying, the, the people listening, um, you know, when you look at a piece of art, uh, it's really, do you love the art? And it's Definitely. great. If, you know, it's, it's great if a, a well-known person created it and, and, but, but when you spend money on art and I used to sell investment art, mm -hmm. it's it, no, none of the people who were buying that investment art, I mean, very few of them would ever say to me, uh, you know, Oh, that's beautiful. You know, they go, mm -hmm. they go, what's the, what's the value of this? How much was it 10 yeah. years ago? And they're right. all talking about money. Yeah. And so, so I've been down all those different roads. And uh, now when you work with artists, um, do you, do you get involved in discussing things with them or do you just take the art and, and help them in, in moving the art or, or how involved are you with the artist? Uh, yeah. So we do most of our advertising on LinkedIn. And so we've had personal messages, personal messages with a lot of the artists uh, so if they have any questions or anything, all they actually have to do is go to our site, sign up, and then um, go to the cell page, fill in the cell page. So all the description and uh, pictures of the art. And it's it's basically just like eBay. So um, it's, it's then up for auction. Okay. Uh, so we don't actually have to have it like shipped to us. We don't like... We don't have to have the art shipped to us to hold it or anything. Oh, um, so we do have a preferred shipper, which is Trans Art Box. Um, okay. And so I don't know if you, do you have the site up, did you say? We yes, do. we have it up. I see uh, where so it says you, shipping. Yeah, if you head over to shipping, we, right. so we don't uh, provide shipping directly, but we provide a, um, a company that we work with and that we think is a very trusted company yeah. and we they can people can email um that company and get a quote for shipping because we don't have shipping on our site so we urge all the buyers to you know make sure that they know that sh you know fine art shipping isn't 
always going to be cheap. Right. Um, right. And to know the to know the options because some people might uh, go for something, buy a piece of art for like five hundred pounds, and then realize, oh wait, the shipping is going to be an extra. Yeah couple of hundred pounds exactly and the rest so you've got to make sure we that's why we've put the shipping uh, at the front so we you know we can get people to um message trans art box and get get a quote for the art that they're thinking about before they put a bid in before it could cause a bit of hassle well let's let's suppose let's suppose that okay so if i wanted to put my art on your website as an example okay um yep so let's say I do that and let's say somebody is interested and they say, okay, I'm interested. I want to purchase this. And yeah. then do I myself personally package it and ship <clears throat> it myself? So, um, so you organize the shipping between yourselves. So okay. like we said, we, we have trans art box, which is our preferred shipper because they are, they're great at what they do. Mm-hmm. And uh, so trans art box does, has these, cardboard boxes that you will buy and you'll pay for the shipping so what they'll do is they'll well the the buyer will pay for the shipping uh they'll send you the box over you just have to package your art send it back you have to, to them do it yourself you have to- um, well, she's saying she's saying it's a ready-made box yeah like it's a ready-made box you can get foam inlines as well mm-hmm. so it, it it's packaged as well these and um, these boxes are extremely durable as well. Well, it's good that, that this is what I wanted to know because when I shipped art in the past, I sold um, mm-hmm. I've sold art on anything from eBay to websites to you name it. I've been doing it for so long, but um, yeah. But I I would literally go out and I would find discarded refrigerator boxes or any kind of large cardboard, and then I would double mm-hmm. thick it up, and then I would I would sometimes find foam core, or I would buy acid free foam core if it was depending on what kind of art it was. And, yeah. uh, and so I would have double layered the cardboard foam core. And then if it was a, an unframed piece of art, I would put it on a piece of cardboard or some kind of backing like acid free foam core backing. And I would put uh, taped print corners on each corner of the print to keep it flat and then pressure the whole mm-hmm. thing into a flat, you know, cause I didn't like, I didn't like shipping with tubes because uh, tubes, <laughs> when you're selling fine art, tubes can damage the investment art. And so we would tend to ship it flat, but uh, depending on what it was. But um, but for anybody who's out there who's shipping art, uh, just be aware that if the art moves around inside the package, you can bend the corners. And uh, also too, when art slides around on any kind of surface, if it's uh, uh, like this one dealer I worked for, he stacked a bunch of prints in a print drawer and he was always pulling prints in and taking prints out and doing all the stuff and sliding them around on each other. And he, he, he actually marked up a bunch of the surfaces of the art. So, uh, so it's a good idea to really put a lot of good attention to the way you package it. Yeah, definitely. And so, yeah, they're very heavy duty boxes. And so what they do, so they do, they do boxes, but they also do crates. So if it's big piece Mm. of art or a very expensive piece of art it might be worth going for a crate even if it's a you know even if it's just art on canvas it could still you know require a a crate because you want to ensure that it's as secure as possible and what they also do so they they'll sell those boxes um uh, separately if if you want or they organize the the box and the shipping together so they mm. do logistics too so they're kind of like an all-in-one company so we're, we're really happy to have 
uh, partnered with them in that sense because you know it's we're getting the best for for our customers really so do you have to package it yourself though uh, or will they do it for you um so well they are they're located in england they sometimes they, they'll come to places in england um mm. i'm not sure whether they would uh fly out to package uh sure. art, but potentially if it's um a very expensive piece that right. needs a lot of attention right but um like it, it it usually comes very um very self-explanatory and it's it's very easy to package your art with their boxes that's good that's good and also yeah. too i want to i want to mention that um you know this this particular podcast is it's called art talk so it's about anything having to do with art so yes we talk to a lot of artists but the reason it's very important for us to talk to people like you, uh, Jess, is because, um, you know, it's already difficult enough as it is for artists, because when you go and you look at the Internet, as an example, uh, I used to build websites for artists. And I still occasionally will do it, but it's not okay. you know, it's, it's a side thing I do now. But um, um, but if you look at uh, what is it? A, Oh. I just had a thought. Oh, okay. But anyway, um, if you look at websites for artists, I had to learn how to do SEO to promote websites. And um, <laughs> yeah, SEO is not easy. Oh, sorry. Uh, I had to, I had to uh, I'm sorry, we, we had some noise in here. I had to learn how to, um, to do SEO and all that. And it, and it really taught me that the challenge that artists have when it comes to getting recognition online. And uh, it's just the oversaturation. So you're, you're in a massive, massive sea of artists and you have to find a way to stand out. And definitely, you know, yeah, social media uh, helped that. But mm -hmm. again, it's 100% up to the artist to, to post daily and to be on Instagram and you know, Facebook and Twitter and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, a creative mind is not necessarily a good mind for marketing. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, yeah, it, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, it, it. Like I can do it, but the only reason I can do it is because my dad happened to be a guy who sold advertising for a big newspaper in Texas. And he was the last artist to hand draw ads for the newspaper before computers took over. And oh, wow. so, yeah, he would hand draw an ad right in front of a customer to say, here's what your ad's going to look like, you know? And so, mm -hmm. um, so, so again, you know, this, the, the reason that I, I want to have people like Jess here and, and talking and everything is because we really want to focus on uh, giving artists the biggest voice they can have and getting them as much exposure as possible. Um, you know, galleries have suffered. I've been talking to galleries in Laguna beach and other places, and they're at, you know, the hotels in Laguna Beach are at 45% capacity. They're, they're, yeah. they're hopefully going to be getting better real soon. But imagine how difficult it, it was before the pandemic. And then imagine what happened after the pandemic. Now all these artists cannot meet with their customers. The interior yeah, designers stopped working and the whole thing shut down. So, But thankfully uh, you're there to help put people, uh, to put the artists and the people together and help them handle the shipping that's that's a major thing because yeah. a lot of people yeah 
I used to work in an art gallery and there were actually people who'd come in in the art gallery and they would say, well, I don't want to buy this because I don't want to deal with the shipping. So it's like, so now that everybody's gone online because we've all been in quarantine, it's actually forced us to be more mobile. Uh, yeah. Online. And that's why your, your, a service like yours is even more needed because exactly. at, at the end of the day, it's all about getting the art on the wall of the, of the collector or the person that wants to decorate or whatever. Did you have a question? Yeah, of course. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Um, Jess, I, I just wanted to, um, it's not necessarily a question. I just, or maybe it is. I just wanted to hear your more of your thoughts on, um, uh, cause you know, growing up around artists myself, my, my parents were, mm -hmm. uh, in the film industry and, and they were artists. And oh, I learned God. growing up that artists, um, whatever form of art theater or, or, or me, uh, medium, um, they, artists don't want to deal with their own administration they just want to do their art so you're yeah what you're offering is very valuable because you're you're helping artists to be able to continue to do their art so they're not so worried about the admin you know mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah I mean, well, that, is that is our goal is to is to help artists but we also I, I tried to help artists as much as possible so for example our commission is five percent which oh. is extremely competitive. Like we, you know, no art sites do that low commission, wow. um, especially with free sign up too, because I know a lot of sites do uh, commission free, but they're like paid memberships and stuff. Right. Oh yeah. Well, I like the, um, I like a boutique idea because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the websites like fine art American like that, they're too oversaturated and, uh, they're just, they're, they're just, it's almost, it's impossible to like, like if you want to be on the front page of, of some of these big sites or whatever, it's not happening. They've, they've got people spending large amounts of money with them to get exposure on their websites. And um, you, feel yeah. like it's, you feel like it's rigged sort of, you know, so I like a boutique idea where an artist can get more attention and you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. uh, uh, that kind of thing. So um, um what, what's that? Aaron? No, I just wanted to hear more about what she was saying about as, as her, you know, I wanted her to hear her thoughts um, about what she's doing and why, why she's doing it, you know, how she feels about the artists and, and um, helping them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh -oh. So, um, so I realized that a lot of artists that are struggling um, don't, don't have a lot of money. And um, so for example, if, if someone sold their art for, let's say, twenty thousand hmm. pounds, or or even even two thousand mm pounds, -hmm. um, they'd have to pay a five percent commission, and they might not be able to afford that right away. Right. Mm. So we understand that, and what we decided would be um, be the best way was for the buyer to pay the commission. Uh, to us instead of the seller because mm. in the end they're getting the same amount of money but the sell the uh, yeah the seller doesn't have to worry about paying something they might not have at that that's point beautiful Jess that's beautiful mm. what a great idea okay and so we also understand that um you know potential buyers aren't um always too trusting of new sites right so um we we're set up on PayPal at the moment, so you don't have to pay a, a foreign account or anything. Right. And oh, yeah. uh, what we do, so um, 
after after the auction is um, over, there's also an option to reveal the name. So oh. if you want to use our site as almost like a stepping stone to oh. get your Ooh. name out there, oh, that's, that's absolutely great. fine. We, I know Saatchi, is it, I think Saatchi Art doesn't like allow you to connect with the, the buyer of the art, is that that's right? right. That's right. So we 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 create a direct link. We we don't want oh, to take beautiful. away your, a potential buyer and seller relationship that you could get from uh, from my site. Like oh, wow. we don't, we're not trying to force people to sell on our site multiple times. Like we, we we're trying to help artists. Yeah, yeah. And um, it seems like also, it seems like you're fine tuning the artist as you go along, and you're just sort of helping to guide them and then you have the resources yeah definitely I'd, I'd say it like that That's well what I'm gonna what, what I'll do also uh, Jess is we have um we have a website called artworkpodcast.com and um the more inbound links you have going to your site the higher your rank is with google so what I'll do is I'll go ahead and put a link uh pointing at your site on our site and then um, oh, that would be great thank you yeah and we'll, maybe we'll put a little blurb and maybe pull an image off your site and put it on there so that way uh you'll also have presence there and then those links will, will go right through to your uh, to your website that'll because again my my main reason for even doing this show is to help artists because yeah. I'm trying to trying to yeah, do every anything I can because again, I've been there, I know what it feels like, and the mm -hmm. thought of the pandemic on top of what they already struggle with, to me, it's, yeah. almost, I don't know how, I, I have no idea how any of them are surviving, because some of them were literally, it's not paycheck to paycheck, it's painting to painting, so a guy sells a painting for $2,000, pays his bills, now he's broke, now he's got to go sell another one, uh -huh. and yeah, so, definitely. a guy like that, I mean, it, it, and, and if you're an artist like that who's listening, please get in touch with us and we'll, we'll uh, put you on a podcast and help you promote your art. But um, I, I wanted to ask you something because I noticed on your website, it said, um, mm -hmm. it said fundraising for artists. What, what is that about? Oh, wait, sorry. Where is that? Um, can you go back yeah, sure, sure. to the website? Absolutely. Uh, somewhere on there, I saw it said fundraising for artists. Um, Let's see. <clears throat> I'm right not here. sure about oh, that. Goodness. Right here. Um, oh, go back. Okay. Is... No, Erin, the back is right here. I have, that's oh. So my, my business partner is the is the techie one who updates the website oh, and stuff. So you, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's funding for artists. I, I said fundraising. Oh. I, I wrote it down real fast because today I was under all this pressure because we... Uh, we got started late, but it's actually funding for artists. So what is that about? Oh, don't worry, that's fine. Um, so I think I, I can't exactly see exactly where you're talking. But awarding, um, awarding funds from the National Lottery? Yeah, this is funding for artists, awarding funds from the National Lottery. The Arts Council in the UK has opened the National, what does that say? The National Lottery uh, project grant for applications. The fund has a budget of seven hundred seventy-five million. So, uh, and oh, says, sorry. Um, yeah. So this is uh, so we do um, just blog posts to help our SEO. Okay, oh, okay. got it. Got uh, it. Okay. So this is just a blog post that um, 
is just an information on this thing oh. for this uh, art council in the UK. Any, anytime you say funding for artists, every artist is going to go, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, well, um, yeah, it's, it's just it's just a blog post basically telling okay. our artists more information. Okay. okay. Um, but speaking of funding, we are um, in talks with a, um, a financer so we could have the potential to allow buyers to finance the art with uh, no commission, uh, no commission, okay. sorry, no interest. Okay. Um, but we're, we're still in talks with that. So it's not, it's not up at the moment. Um, um, I wanted to ask you also, because uh, we're, obviously these, these podcasts are limited on time and I want a couple of questions I wanted to get in, but do you have, yeah, a, that's fine. do you have a favorite piece of art that you like personally? Oh, a favorite piece of art. Um, I'd definitely say one of my favorites has to be the Moon Over Venice mm. or Music is Life. Mm. And they're two different price points that they're just, I just think they're beautiful. But that that's the whole point is people connect with art differently like each person will connect with art differently. This is the point, like you just have to find that connection with the art. Mm -hmm. We're looking at it right now, hold on, moon over. Do you mind if I go back on uh, what I was saying um, with how we help artists as well? I just have Um, a little bit more. Not a problem at all. I, I, we're looking at Moon Over Venice while you're talking, and it's telling us there's eight days left and uh, what the bid is. But we're, we're going to look at that while you're talking. So, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, so because we understand that artists are struggling and um, stuff like that, we don't require any loyalties. So you, you're more than welcome to go sell your art somewhere else. Oh, um, it's not, and I'm not exclusive. Yeah, definitely. So the only way that it's ever exclusive is if you get a bid on it then then you, you know it, have to sell. it's interesting to me because your approach and your just the entire tone of everything mm-hmm. is a lot more generous than what I'm accustomed to when it comes to people who sell art can you tell me what what inspired that how did you how did that come about I just I've noticed there's just, just so many amateur artists that just don't get that opportunity mm-hmm. and it's just it's such a shame like ideally I want to change the way people perceive some types of art mm. because practically all art is about the name now mm-hmm. uh, so it'd be nice even if it's not if not all art because like I understand that you know some art does need the name and stuff but it'd be nice if there was a section where it didn't matter and yeah. it was it was about like it's not all about buying things for investment but these can make a perfect investment because you the fact is you don't know who's selling you could be buying a Banksy piece yeah yeah I will, like, I will you, you wouldn't know I will say this um things have changed radically in the past let's say 50 years because you know I've been mm-hmm. at it a long time I've been in the art industry a long time and you know there was a time much like in the old days, you know, I remember when, if you said Clark Gable, everybody on the planet knew who Clark Gable was because he was a major movie star. And mm-hmm. every and, and they were treated a certain way. But today, 
you have stars being created by YouTube and you have stars being created by other means. I belong yeah, to, everything. I belong to multiple websites where I have huge followings on these sites where you're kind of a little mini celebrity there, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And um, yeah, yeah. people are complimenting you and they're talking to you in a certain way that, that they're a fan kind of, you know, and so, um, so things mm-hmm. have radically changed. And um, I think uh, what you're talking about, the name and all of that, uh, it's really, yeah. turning, it's turning into a scenario where those artists like Picasso and Dali and Chagall and Moreau and Warhol, they're kind of like becoming, you can still get the work, you know, you have to spend a lot of money on it, but yeah. But but they are becoming a thing of the past. And <clears throat> when you say Rembrandt, for example, obviously nobody owns a Rembrandt unless you're a major museum or you are one of the richest people on the planet, uh, <laughs> unless you have like a, a later pressing of an etching or something. But um, but yeah, um, uh, the, today it's so different that you can create your own little world where it, your name with those people is exciting. In other words, I, I was selling uh, art. There's an artist named Fabio Napoleone, and he does these little characters that look like rag dolls. And I was selling his art, and I was amazed that this guy had this niche following of extremely loyal customers, and they would come yeah. in, and, they would come in and buy a piece of art, and we would talk for a while, and they'd say, "When something new comes out, I want you to let me know immediately." And so I would call them back and I'd say, hey, a new edition's coming out. We're going to get 10 prints. They're going to sell for this much money. They're hand signed. We can frame them for you, whatever. We're going to have a show, mm-hmm. come in, meet the artist. And they were loyal. They were there every show. They talked to the artist. They hugged the artist. They smiled and had this great time. They wanted little notes from him and he would custom make little originals. So you can create this whole little world with your uh, people like-minded people who who understand your art and that world if you keep going it will slowly grow and yeah, so definitely yeah so I would look at it that way as an artist rather than I need to be Picasso you know because because it, it's the same idea but it's just things have changed because of technology you know yeah and most of these artists weren't famous until until they died uh, yeah, you know they exactly. weren't they weren't exactly widely known as these famous artists before exactly, exactly. so I feel like yeah getting a community this this is why we wanted to uh, reveal the names after okay um, okay because you know it gives it gives a chance to to help get their name out there Th- and thus, to help establish the, that connection thus the anon art idea <laughs> there that's where that comes from oh. okay so Aaron you had a question oh yeah I had a question Jess um okay uh Let's say uh, now I understand you you help um, up and coming artists, new artists, um, different types of art. Uh, do, um, do you t- I, this is actually t- a two part question. One okay. question is, do you um, help with art other than paintings? Do you do help yes. sculptures and other types of media? And on that and then the second question is, let's say somebody has not their own original art art but they have something like a dolly or something like that that they want to sell do you help sell that will you help sell that okay so um like they have an original if, if they had a, if they had an original uh dolly um 
I mean, well, we haven't really, really got to that point yet. Um, I'm I'm not so sure because obviously just, the, just the curious. name is on there. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe. I'm just saying if it, if, the, if it arose, if the option arose, if something yeah. like, you know. I mean, I wouldn't rule it out. Mm -hmm. um, but I also, what we, we try and keep it so it's like no prints and usually the original person selling it. Yeah, they're but, doing it real specific. Um, so I, I think for the benefit of the listener, you know, mm -hmm. Uh, the category of art broker is very different than what uh, Jess is doing. So, yeah, art broker is like, give me your art. It's like a it's like a consignment store. Hmm. I'll take your art yeah. and, and then I'll resell it for you and I'll take a commission. And hmm. that that's what I did for years with hmm. the Dolly business and hmm. the Picasso and all that stuff. When I was selling those, we were brokering. Right. And so hmm. um, but we were brokering collections. So they hmm. would buy like 2000 prints from a, oh, wow. from an heir of Picasso or, or something you know so that was that was a whole different animal crazy but what Jess is doing it sounds more like um you know unknown artist you want to you want your work to be seen you mm -hmm. don't want it to be about who you are you want it to be about the quality of the art and Amazing. the person yeah. loving the art How and then to facilitate you getting the art They've even set up a scenario where shipping's made pretty easy. You can get a pre-packaged or yeah. a pre-sized box and all this kind of thing. Wow. And then after you purchase the art, you find out all about the artist. So to me, it would be kind of That's a very fun, cool. yeah. it'd be a fun thing to be able to buy a piece of art and then discover who created it and what their background is yeah. and all this kind of thing. I, I, yeah, I kind definitely. of, definitely. I feel yeah. like it would almost make you more endeared or whatever endeared, the word is to, or connected yeah. to that artist. You know what I mean? So just, yeah. Jess, we're running out of time, but uh, I wanted to ask you um, about plans for the future. Um, like I said, we're going to stay in touch with you and maybe have you back again in the future. And I'm going to put links uh, directing, people, yeah, directing people to your site. But uh, as, as far as plans for the future, uh, do you have anything coming up that you want to mention? Or uh, Yeah, so, well, we do have uh, quite a few plans. Uh, potentially, we're looking at uh, doing a gallery. Wow. Uh, so an in-person gallery. So what we do is... Um, we'd get art critic, uh, an art critic who, you know, we trust to go through the site, uh, pick a couple of pieces, and then we'd ship them over mm. uh, to whichever gallery we use. Uh, we're potentially looking to be in partner with uh, someone who already has galleries. So that could be, uh, fingers crossed, um, right, right. coming soon. Uh, that's well, not a guarantee, I mean, we, we, but... Yeah. Yeah, we have we are being heard in 29 countries now, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. So if anybody in the UK, oh, wow. is a, yeah, if anybody in the UK is a gallery owner, uh, this this podcast is focused on art. So we are being listened to by gallery folks and artists and all kinds of people. So uh, you great. can you can contact uh, Jess Burley B I R L E Y through A N O N dash A R T, or you can go to uh, that's that's anonart.com. Or you can go to um, artworkpodcast.com, fill out the contact form and say, please put us in touch with Jess Burley and we'd be happy to do that. And I mean, I'm happy to uh, give my uh, email out. Okay. If, if what, email, what email should they uh, contact you on? It's uh, team at anon-art.com. So T-E-A-M at A-N-O-N dash a-r-t dot c-o-m 
Got oh, that's it. beautiful. So wonderful. Perfect. And uh, and if you're an artist, I highly recommend that you uh, reach out. Here's a here's the last question. Um, you're in the UK. Uh, let's say mm-hmm. an artist is outside the UK. So mm-hmm. the fact that you're talking about this, you've got this whole shipping uh, situation set up. Does that apply internationally or is that completely that... international? Okay, oh, so it doesn't question. matter where they're located. Doesn't matter where they're located. Okay, good. That's amazing. That's so great. if you're if you're an artist out there, definitely uh, check out Anon Art. Uh, sound, Jess is obviously very friendly to talk to, so I'm sure she would be happy to answer any questions you have. Definitely. And, uh, yeah, and uh, we highly encourage it. And like I say, we're we're out of time, but I want to um, revisit you again, uh, this this whole subject again, and and talk to you again. That sounded weird. Revisit. <laughs> we want to re- revisit this subject and talk to you again <laughs> uh, in the future. So uh, yeah, that would be great. Yeah, so we can uh, help uh, help things grow and move along. I'm know, gonna so. put a I, I'm gonna put a link to your site on my social media. I have a lot of people that are in the art industry. They're art directors, and they're also you know uh, or film industry or, or whatever. So I'm gonna um, put you on a couple of my social media sites as well. Oh, thank you very much. Well, yeah. I mean, it's. I think I, I heard somewhere that someone has to see a website or a product is about seven times to trust it. Yeah. Yeah. But I have to ask you, name out there. I have to ask you just before we say goodbye, is English food as bad as they say? <laughs> uh, English food isn't bad. Isn't I would like, <laughs> no, I wouldn't say it's bad at all. I, I quite like it. I'm kind of being silly. I do all the cooking in the house, you know, so. Uh, and... I make a mean peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but I burn toast. So he's. I've never had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> Are you serious? Well, it would be called a peanut butter and jam sandwich, but it's it's just oh not, it's not in England. Oh. We just don't have it. Huh. We have a lot of Chinese, to be fair, though, like a lot of Chinese takeouts. And that's. Yeah. Well, I, I grew up with my mother. Uh, we would have high tea. And, uh, you know, my, my mother okay. was, yeah, my grandmother was raised uh, in the British camps in, in India. And so we had, you know, so when my mother, it's sometimes people refer to my mother as, oh, your mother is this beautiful English lady, you know, and she sits with her beautiful hat and <laughs> it's just it's so funny. And I'll say this, I haven't had coffee in I don't know how long, but I have started drinking tea lately. So yeah. who knows, maybe. Maybe I'm becoming more uh, more British. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should definitely try Yorkshire tea. It's definitely the best tea. We yep. have some. We love it. We have Yorkshire it. tea is by far the best. We, have, we love, yeah. I, I get all kinds of interesting tea off of uh, Amazon in different places. I tried, uh, what's it called? Pure A tea or something? It's something. this... Oh. Some you know it's, it's good for the spleen or something I don't know what uh-huh. I, I, re- I read things and then I order stuff it's probably not good but <laughs> well, um anyway I once I once bought these um American drinks uh off Amazon I can't remember what they were called but they were like they were like these fizzy drinks uh-huh. mm-hmm. and I think they were called like something pop or something oh okay uh, okay hey did you did yeah, you say so different Jess did you say you're a gamer also oh definitely yeah Oh, because wow. uh, my son is uh, a professional gamer and um, literally full time all the time. What uh, what games are you playing? Oh, wow. well, at the moment I'm playing Warzone okay. quite a lot and Rocket League, if you've ever heard of that. You're, you're playing Call of Duty? Yeah, yeah, Call of Duty, <laughs> uh, 
CSK. Okay, after maybe at some point you can send me your because uh, I'm I've been on computers since literally uh, the first computer I was on had a floppy drive, eight inch floppy <laughs> disk that you pulled out, and the operating system was CPM eighty. MS DOS didn't exist back then, and uh, I I taught myself how to build websites and all that, and the, and so I was playing computer games before a lot of people had ever even you know used a computer. And yeah. so, uh, so I just kept doing it and I just never refused to grow up. So I, I play, I play Call of Duty literally every day. So oh, yeah, we know you can definitely play. So and, I'm in, I'm in Logan, War- Logan's yeah. playing like what Fortnite and what's the other one he's playing? Oh, he's, I've he's had a, a, yeah, I've got Fortnite. Yeah. He's a Call of Duty, plus, but they, he, he's into another one. I don't know the name of it. That's real. It's a variant or variant. Something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's a very oh, it's uh, Valorant. 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 Yeah. And it's still not all released to everybody. So he's yeah. Playing. I know. Yeah, so he's playing some kind of like a, a couple of them that are yeah. held back. He's, uh, when you go to a website and the website tells you how to play a game or where all the cheats are or whatever terminology they're using, <laughs> uh, all the voiceover that you hear on a website like that, he's doing all of that voiceover. And uh, Oh, so that's he, so cool. Yeah, yeah, so he literally plays video games for a living and finds... He creates the what the little spots yeah, he, in the game, and then he does the directorials. For so the so I'll, I'll, uh, one time I was listening to him work, and he said, okay, if you want to know where this thing is hidden, you go to these stairs right here, and you stand right here, and you do this, and shoot this thing, and this happens. And so in other words, he figures all this stuff out and then shares it with players, you know? Oh so, God, I could uh, never figure out these glitches and stuff. Oh yeah, but they 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 pay him to do it, and he's uh, really good at it. And so yeah. he's uh, like the, we got. I told you earlier we got delayed today because his power supply went out on his gaming computer that he <laughs> built himself. But yeah. the, this thing is a turbocharged, you know, uh, really. Oh, powerful. I bet it's I bet it's a really good PC. I I built my PC myself. Oh, well, you, you did. You guys, wow. you, you guys have a lot in common. <laughs> um that's interesting well listen we you're have, a, so we you're have a brain go. you're a brain <laughs> we, ha- we have to we have, we have to go because we're going over so uh uh jess i just want to tell you that we really really enjoyed talking to you wonderful and yeah i enjoyed I, talking to you too i really appreciate what you're doing for artists and i'm gonna like i say uh do a few things to send some traffic your way yeah same and, thank you uh, yeah and so um so we're gonna end it right there Aaron, do you have anything you want to say before we say goodbye oh um Stay safe, stay happy, and and be creative. There you go. Stay being creative. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we're not saying bye totally yet. We're saying bye to Jess. So we're not saying bye. We're just saying see you soon. There you go. So we're (laughs) going to be talking to her again in the future. Okay. All right, Jess. So so very good. So um, all right, Aaron. So now let's uh, let's end our podcast with some inspirational words from you. What do you have to say? Um, keep the creativity going. It keeps the spirit alive. Okay, that's nice. Mm -hmm. Um, So listen, everybody, uh, if you are an artist or if you're an art gallery or anybody that's uh, creative in any way, whether it's music or acting or whatever you're doing, I want you to reach out to us uh, via our website, artworkpodcast.com. Fill out the form, get on the show. We'll interview you. We'll talk about what you're doing and promote your art. Uh, So until uh, next time, we'll see you later. See you later.